From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. Is it cold? It's not cold. I don't feel cold as well. Wow, Mr. George, Georges, big man, George, Judge, Judge, you good? Yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man, beautiful. It's good to see all of you um, on this beautiful Sunday morning, midday, brunch time. Brunch time. This is a nice time to eat. A time. This is the right time to eat brunch. Or oh, it's lunch. It's a. Uh, Princess is lunch, okay, all right. <laughs> Sheriff, I've not seen you in a long time. Huh? What's happening? Beautiful. It's good to see all of you, old and new, young and old, rich and more richer. Everybody else. There's no poor person here. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Can you hear me at the back? Can you hear me? All right, you sure? Oh, can you hear me? You can? Beautiful. Mr. King, can you hear me? Beautiful, beautiful. Nice, nice, nice. Mr. King is a regular feature now. He features regularly. You know, sometimes football teams, they, 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 if you're not good, they don't select you. So when they, sometimes when they go and get staff, then they bring you on to come and try and score a goal. And so you know, sometimes at the end of the season, they are not happy because they are not regular features. But Mr. King is a regular feature. He's part of the selection now. Come on, somebody. <laughs> nah, we have to sit on the reserve bench any longer. You have to play the game, play the match, and win the game. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. So turn to your neighbor and say, you must be a regular uh, selection player. Huh? You must be a regular. You must play all the time. Uh, don't, don't you, shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't allow yourself to be on the reserve bench. Yeah, you must be involved in the game. Uh-huh. Give Jesus a big hand clap. Wow. Hey, I almost didn't see Reagan as well. Reagan is what? Two, two games in a row. Wow. Reagan sing. You have to be a regular, huh? Are you a regular? Yeah, man. Regulars are better than irregulars. Amen. It's better to be a regular than to be a once in a while type of a substitute. Hallelujah. You want to be regular? The worship says you want to be regular. Let's pray. Father, thank you for such a wonderful day. Speak to our hearts, affect our lives. Let us not allow your presence to, let us not allow ourselves to leave your presence the same as we came. Affect us in part and change before we leave here in Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wonderful. Welcome to one of the nicest churches in the world. <laughs> we have a big church, you know. You know, when you go to Hebron, you can, you can see how big this place is. Uh, I was at Hebron yesterday. And, um, you know, you, 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 you wonder how... And you, you, 
you tend to you tend to understand things better. I know Bishop uh, Prophet um, one day spoke about CSD, CSD, which is current state delusion. All right, CSD. Don't don't forget about that. If you've not heard it before, remember this: current state delusion. Now, delusion is having a certain misconception about things. And when he says current state delusion, what he meant is that at every stage of your life, there's something that you are deceived about that you don't know. And as you grow, as the day goes by, you find that out. Then you ask yourself, hey, is this what I was doing last year? You get it? Like, listen, you fall in love with a guy, and then nobody is able to tell you that this guy is a bad guy. And then two years later, you are no more with a guy. Then you ask yourself, was this the guy I was with? I can't even understand myself. <laughs> Alexis is smiling. I don't know whether I'm preaching her message. I don't know. C- CXD. <laughs> CXC. Yeah. <laughs> It is called current state delusion. Can you write it on the screen for me? CSD. <laughs> current state delusion. Because sometimes people don't hear exactly what I'm saying and they may miss something. I don't want anybody to miss anything. Hallelujah. Current state delusion. And so, when you were younger, I'm sure you used to dress nice. Now, when you see your old pictures, you ask yourself, what kind of haircut was I? Well, uh-huh. What kind of head hairdo? You see your old pictures, you laugh. Yeah, see as you're pleading the blood of Jesus. Harry, you good? <laughs> yeah, you're pleading the blood of Jesus. Because you realize, hey, how on earth was I so comfortable with such a hairstyle? It is called current state delusion. Every, everybody has that all the time. Yeah. CSD. Current state delusion. So when I was at Hebron, I had church in Islam many times. I mean, we thought we were the ones, I mean, we were, we were, I mean, <laughs> we were on top of a big church. I mean, mega church. A nice office. I mean, underground office. I mean, bunker. The place was rum. <laughs> Heavy. I mean, now when you go there, the people are so close. The place is so small. So I, I, I was telling G yesterday during the program, I said, it's just let about three or four people dance because too many people make the place look too, just three or four on stage. Uh, that's, that's, the stage is for three or four people. And as they break the stage, <laughs> yeah, we can pack. We can pack 120 on stage, cry, comfortable. Four rows of 30. It can happen. Or six rows of what? 20. Including the stairs and there, in front of the stage. It can happen. We must aim for 120. Little children who shift, shift their body, wiggle, wiggle their body like that. 120 of them. 
Yeah, so wherever you are, in every stage of life, you have a delusion. There's something that you are wrong about. But you won't accept it until a year later. He said, ah, how? how? How come I didn't know this? You didn't know this? You knew. You, you were told, but you didn't believe it. Because you were deluded. You were dreaming. Amen. This is why you can't pray about it. You, whatever you do, you are good. It is, it is normal. Jojo, what do you think? Yes, yes, the. You think that you can dance? Say, hey, was that the dance I was dancing? I thought I was the best dancer. Years later, I realized, or you meet somebody, you say, hey, why was I calling myself the best dancer? I couldn't dance at all. <laughs> all right, Psalms 90. Number your days is the title of my message. Number your days. Number your days. Number your days. Are you happy with the sound? Number your days. There's something in between the high and the, the base. There's something in there that can be tweaked. And then them rats who are making noise. I don't know whether you can pray on them for me. Let them die. You hear the cockroach? Making noise. <laughs> and here, can you hear the cockroach? Anybody has bacon? Do you bring bacon with you? Reverend Cromwell and Pastor Andre, please solve your problems. Psalms 90. Number your days is the title of my short message for this beautiful Sunday, the 17th of July, in this summertime here in number two canal. Lord, New Living Translation, Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. You have been our home. A prayer of Moses. The man of God. Michael, are you a man of God or Moses is the man of God? Moses is the man of God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from beginning to end, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals. <laughs> For you, a thousand years are as a passing day. As brief as a few night hours. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. You sweep people away. So God is take broom and he sweep people away. <laughs> you sweep people away like dreams that disappear. When you dream, you wake up in the morning. You know you dream, but you can't remember. 
God sees people away like that. They are like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning, it blooms and flourishes. But by evening, it is dry and withered. We wither beneath your anger. We are overwhelmed by your fury. You spread out our sins before you. Our secret sins. Our secret sins. How many understand what secret sin is? If something you're doing wrong, you don't, you don't tell anybody. That to God is not secret. Because God, his eyes are everywhere. Hallelujah. Our secret sins, are, uh, you spread out our sins before you. Our secret sins, and, and you see them all. We'll live our lives beneath your wrath. Ending our years with a groan. That's it. So when he died, we end our years with a groan. 70 years are given to us. Some even live to 80. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. <laughs> this is the song of Moses, the man of God. Who are you? And the man of God is saying that even our best years are filled with pain and trouble. Why do you want to change that? How can you change the pain and the trouble that exists in this world? The man of God, Moses, who parted the Red Sea, is saying it. He acknowledges that even our best years, the years that we say is our best years, they are filled with pain and trouble. You see how people go from church to church, opiaman to opiaman, pandit to pandit, uh, rastaman to rastaman, uh, what, palm hand reader or palm reader to palm reader. All kinds of places looking for a solution to pain and trouble. The Bible says our best years are filled. If you don't have a, a, a life of pain and trouble, you are not living, you are not alive. It's only dead people who don't have trouble. And your trouble will not disappear by magic. There's nobody who can just flip their hands like that and your problem goes. No matter what you do, you can take your family, your family, your, your, your son's picture, you can take your child father's uh, picture, you can take your child mother's picture to the opium man, the opium man cannot end the pain and the trouble. You see, pain and trouble is attached, it's like sweat. It's attached, it's, it's in your life. There are moments where when you, you are more active, you begin to perspire. It's there. You, you can't change it. You can't say, I don't want to sweat. You don't want to sweat? Is there anybody who has never sweated in their life? Can I see you? You have a nice body. <laughs> Ask for sweat. You will sweat. If you don't sweat, when you come to our church, will you sweat? <laughs> You don't have to go. You, you just have to sit down in our church and you sweat. You perspire. By all means. 
However, the level of your relationship with God reduces the effect and the stage of pain and trouble on your life. Should I say it again? Alexis, should I say it again? (laughs) I'm saying that. As for pain and trouble, they are part of us like sweat. What happens is that pain has a stench. Trouble has a stench. It means that pain can really exert its power on you that you will be immobilized. You will be taken out. Big people have cried because of pain. Especially toothache. Them white, white things inside your mouth. When they begin to act up, it's not nice at all. I mean, I think it's better for somebody to slap you and then you just feel the pain for about five seconds and it's over than to have one of your fancy premolars or molars with, with, with what? Uh, uh, has uh, cavities and it's paining you. In the morning, when you're sleeping at night, you can't sleep. Can't sleep. I remember one day I had a toothache. I was in Europe. Hey, I couldn't sleep. It was paracetamol after paracetamol after paracetamol. I couldn't sleep at all. Until the morning, I was the first person at the dentist. (laughs) Then a nurse told me that you cannot be held because you don't have appointment today. I said, whether I have appointment or not, I be here, sir. (laughs) I tell you, the woman told me that I don't have an appointment, so I cannot be helped. You know, over there, you can't just walk into a hospital. You need an appointment. You can't walk to a dentist. You, have, you need an appointment. You have to call, and then they say, okay, come next week, Monday, 2 o'clock. That's where you go. I, no, 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 no. I went. I was there. I was sitting down. The lady said, I don't have an appointment. And I was holding my, my, my jaw like that. And the thing haunting me. They're hurting me. I was restless. I get up. I come and sit down. When she looked at me, she went to speak to the dentist. And he said, okay, fix him somewhere. Fix him somewhere. Oh, Lord. And I was restless. Sit down. Get up. Sit down. Move around. Then the, the dentist had to uh, uh, um, skip somebody. Call me in. Put anesthesia under my gum. And then send me back out to wait. Because I couldn't sit down and wait. And I think I was causing trouble at at his practice. So he wanted to knock me off. (laughs) So he gave me some cocaine in my gum. It felt so nice. Hey! After about five minutes, I said, I'm going home. (laughs) I'm better. It's okay. Hey! And that's how the world is everybody wants pain to be taken away. Trouble to be de- this. Trouble can't disappear. You see, trouble is part of your life. It will never disappear. It's, 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 it's like a, 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 a parasite that is stuck to your body and your skin. Hmm. 
Even your best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. When they disappear, then we fly. When there are no troubles and there are no pain, that's when you are dying. 70 years are given to us. Some even live to 80. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. Who can comprehend the power of your anger? Your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. King James or Kim, Kim James. Verse 12 of, of Psalm 90. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Number your days is the title of my message. God wants us to do something. That's why, you see, the, the, the man of God spoke about what life is about and what life is full of. And then it comes to a point in time where you will go and I will go. Yesterday somebody asked me a question. If you die right now, what happens to the church? That's a very important question. Yeah? If you die right now, what happens to your family? If you die right now, what happens to your family? You get it? Because what we do in life is that we don't number our days. But our days are fixed. He says we are supposed to live for 70 years. And some manage to do 80. But you realize that even now, it's not only 70-year-olds who die or 80-year-olds who die. Well, if it was like that, then what we could say is, you know what? I can do whatever I want to do. I can sit down and waste time. And when I get to my 60 years or 65, then I can be serious in life. Or I'll do all that I want to do. Once I, I will die at 70, six to nine years, six months, then I give my life to Christ. Then I start coming to church every day. If there's, if there's church or no church, I'll be here every day. Because I have six months to go. So the six months, I'm going to make sure that the six months is full of church. But we don't know when we are going to go. Is there anybody here who knows when you are going to die? Then you say, okay, me, my name is uh, uh, Asana. And I'll die at 90 years old. This is my contract with God. God, he never lies. He gave me a contract. I read it. He gave 70. I said, no, I want 90. And he changed it before I signed it. You know how you go to, you find a job and then the contract you read to and something doesn't sound well. That you should be, you should be willing to work anytime we call you. You get to that party, you must be flexible hours. You said, Man, it's, it's flexible hours and flexible hours, weekends after five of everything. You're seven days a week. It's like you are signing to something. <laughs> 
And then when they want you, after five, you say, you got to go home. You know, you sign a contract. When they say, come weekend, you say, uh, uh, no, I go to church. I can't work weekends. Meanwhile, when you can, you know that I work, the, the job is a, is a weekend job. <laughs> Four o'clock, you see people marking time. 30 minutes. They you pack it up. You go to the washroom for 15 minutes. Uh, open, open the face for another 15 minutes. 4.30, they paint the face, they spray up. You know that woman? They walk, they wet all them fancy things and they go into the, the workplace. Then they take it off. Then they wear pumps. Flats. And they walk around and do all that they want to do, eat chana and eat cook up and everything. The talk name. Paint nails. <laughs> all day. <laughs> They are not even afraid of the boss. You can't fire them. Especially if it's a government work. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> you do hair. Uh, so, somebody who works uh, at the place, one of the ministries uh, of, of, of the government was telling me how and at the workplace, it's, a, it's, a, it's another business. Inside the workplace, it's, it's a business place. People sell credit. People do nails. Can you believe that? Working hours. <laughs> just people are doing nails. Yeah, platinum here. And when you go there to ask for some help for something, no, 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 nobody here. You don't know nobody like that. They suck teeth. No, come tomorrow. He in there. Come tomorrow. The lunch time. One hour, lunchtime, they do one and a half hours. Yeah. Have a seat away, somebody will be with you. You'll be there for 45 minutes. Yes. We need to start learning about the counting of our days. You have to number them. Now, how old are you? 24. 24. Maybe you're going at 26. You never know. You never know. But you see, our minds are on other things. I'm sure as you are sitting down here, you have plans in your head. <laughs> yes. Some people are even planning next year, 2023. And anybody who has died was surprised they died. You, you can, when you go, you can ask them. <laughs> you can ask them, when you are dying, did you, I, I tell you, the moment you see your body lying down, whether it's demons who are carrying you or angels who are carrying you, you'll be surprised. Then you'll be told, yes, you are dead. I said, yes, so no, I like that because, you see, when you are dead, you think that there is no sense of life anymore. And so when you die and then you are alive on the other side of the world, you'll be surprised that you are dead, but you are still alive. All the people who have died have been surprised when they died. And it will be the same thing to you, Jalon. Well, you'll be surprised. So, I was going to enroll my child next year in school. So, who going to take care of she? You are dead. Hello, you are dead. Okay, be quiet. He <laughs> said, no, here, there's no school fees. No protest. No protest. 
<laughs> One day, the prophet God was involved in an accident with a couple of pastors, bishops with him, many years ago. And he said, the car, it was a four-wheel drive. I think it was his first four-wheel drive. And they had written down all the features, including ABS, automatic braking system. So when there's an emergency, you step on the brake. It's like magic. Right away. You don't have to step on the brake and it goes, ah, then it stops. No, 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 no. Braking system. You have to go. Then it stops. He was on his way to a, 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 a church meeting. And somebody with a bicycle was trying to cross him. And he stepped on the brake. Then the car began to somersault. So, they managed to crawl out of the car where the car was upside down. He said he was very surprised that he could have died. He said if he had died, he would have been very, very surprised. Then he asked one of the bishops, would you have been surprised if you... He said, I would have been very shocked. <laughs> How can I just die? I'm going to a church program. How can I just die like that? I just told my wife and children, I come back, I will come back Monday. And on the way, you are dead. What kind of thing is that? That is why you need to number your days. There are some of you here, you don't want to be serious with God yet. Life is too sweet for you. You have to number your days. You have to number. You, you think that you have every Sunday to come? You think that every week is going to be for you? You think that next year? That's why, you see, that's why one of the most shallow things in life is when you come to ODS night service and they say, oh Lord, this 2023, I want to serve you. And then June, June comes and they've not been to church even once. We behave like that because we fail to number. We think that all the years are for us. That's why people don't do the right things. They think they, think they have time. They think they have time. You go to work, you sit down, and then you, you have time. Have time. Sit down. Have time. Have time. Even work. Some of the places we work at, when they give us work, we don't finish it. Oh, I'll continue tomorrow. Yeah. You're a teacher. You have a syllabus to complete for the year. The year is ending and you don't finish half of the syllabus. It's not me, children. Then people, children, got to go lesson for makeup. These teachers, they intentionally don't finish the syllabus so you can come to their homes and they charge you extra money for finishing the syllabus with you. Yes. People don't number. If there's anything life people are not careful about, it is the days they are going to be alive here on earth. Hey. Should I go back? I'm going back. It looks like where I went brought the sun. Too much power over here. (laughs) Yeah. 
you can die anytime. I said, you can die anytime. If anybody told you that you are not dying now, please tell them that they are lying. Because wisdom, wisdom is to understand that your days are few. Remember when God created us, there was no day to die, you know. We were supposed to be for, live forever. Do you know that? That when God created Adam and Eve, there was nothing like death. That there's a funeral and you have to pay sandies. You got to get a piece of land, get a casket, coffin, people got to cry, death announcement, uh, uh, funeral uh, service program at sandies. You got to rent a preacher, rent a pastor, let somebody preach. And some people, people will come and cry so that the funeral will be nice. Get blackout, like my car. <laughs> There's nothing like that. Oh, there are some people, they are, they are very good in blackout. They just want to see the dead body to blackout. <laughs> Patricia? Hey, Patricia, you are asking me after church. <laughs> 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 yeah, people have uh, blacking out businesses. Yeah, as a certificate in blackout. Six months course, successfully completed a blackout course. <laughs> yeah. People know how to cry. And holla. Meanwhile, when the person was alive, they never visited the person for about, if they didn't see the person for about one year before the person died. But they hollered like they were with the person when he was dying. They, and so, so people don't even know the person who's dead. It's because of, but you can't, you can't prove the cousinness. <laughs> Wisdom in life is to learn to number your days. See, one day there was a, a gentleman who was building a house. He was, he was 70 years old when I met him and he was building his house. Then I realized that, Charlie, if you want to build a house, you have to build a house when you are 20. Many of you 20-year-olds, you are not thinking about house, lot, and building. Is he Amber? Thank you. Ah, is that boy? That boy is a boy. Is the boy? You see, I'm, I'm building a house, and 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 I have I I I'm, I go high, right high, so I can see everywhere. Somebody uh, uh, um, bless me with star-looking stargazer gadget, so I need space so I can look at the stars in the night. So. Uh, I can't have zinctions on my house completely. I need a space where I can look at stars. It's not your house. No, you want you build, you should go do what you gotta do. I said you can do septic tank and do another tank, but that's for swimming. <laughs> so as I climb and I go up, I tell myself, this thing I'm doing up here. A little while and I can't come up here again. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I climb up there, I think about it. Yes, it's true. Any 
anytime, anytime I go up there, I think about it. That a time is coming. Now I am, I am over 50. Maybe I have another 10 to 15 years to be able to go up and down. A time comes, my niece will tell me, brother, I beg you, relax yourself. <laughs> I can only walk on flat ground. I ain't going nowhere. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if Sister Elsa does it. At the age of 79, she goes up, comes down. But Carrie, it's not, it's not as fast as you, isn't it? My mom is going up. She has to take her time. Well, so when she's up, she doesn't come down unnecessarily. Because mommy, something fell out on her, it's gone down there. Can you pick it for me? And then she comes up. No, 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 no. Whatever is falling there, it should be there. When somebody's coming up, they'll pick it and bring it up. <laughs> I know Sister Elsa, when she used to live in town, in Kitty. You'll see her, like when I'm dropping my children to school those days. You see her, she used to work at Eve Larry. Passport office is around it. You see her walking from Kitty on the road. That's why she's still strong. Then in the afternoon, you see her. It's not a shinga on you. She built her own house. She likes to walk. Because if you don't give this, these people a little bit of energy and exercise, the time will come. That's why when I go to places, they say, oh, please sit down. I don't like to sit down. You sit down, you move to one chair. Mexican chairs. Next. Next. I said, please, I, I'm not in the kindergarten. I want to stand and let my let blood flow through my knees a bit. I, whenever I go up there, I tell myself, brother, be careful of your investment on the top hill. Because it's Joshua or somebody who's going to come and enjoy up there. Because the higher you go, the more breeze you get, isn't it? So I want breeze. I said, okay, let me just go up and get breeze. Anytime I'm going, I said, man, very soon, you need an elevator. <laughs> if you want to fight life, you just you fight an elevator. You press it. You old boy, it take you. There I come. I build, I come in here. You go nowhere. <laughs> Coming for breeze. <laughs> Coco, are you here? <laughs> Coming for a breeze. You have to number your days. I see that I don't have so much years. If I'm going to live to 70 or 80, I don't have so much years to enjoy the things I'm doing, like a house. Hardly do you think about a house when you are 20. When you are 20, you do both stupidness. Few people, few people build a house at the age of 20. 25, you're in your own house you. Because when you, you see, when you're able to do that, even if you die at 50, it's 25 years of enjoying. But if you build a house at 50, you're likely to die at 55. You, you number. Is it what the Bible is saying? It is, when you number, you apply your heart to wisdom. You know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and all of that is because we don't number our days. We just live. Oh, no, no, don't worry. Next year, I will look after that. Next year? Really? Are you going to be here next year? 
this is the time to do the things you have to do. If you want to. You see, one day we're having a discussion. And the subject was, would you like to know when you are going to die or not? So then they said, okay, everybody choose. So, you know, pastors, some people said they don't want to know. Some people said they want to know. I don't remember what I said, but I think I said I want to know. I think I want to know when I'm going to die. You see, if you don't know, you'll live your life anyhow. Until the day comes and then you are taken away. Then you are shocked. But when you know, then you apply your heart to wisdom. If somebody wants to fight you, say, please, I don't like fight. <laughs> because my life here is just about three years. I'm not going to spend one year of that to fight you about a house lot. Please, take the house. I'll give you money to go and do the papers every day. I'll give you money. Go and do it. I, I, I'm dying next year, May. <laughs> then I go to Sandy's and I say, what package do you have? I don't know what you can choose a cheap package that I don't like. Because you ask, as you're alive, you know, you like nice things. So you go to Sandy's yourself. You say, please, bury me. Where? Where the garbage is? Getting to Mandela? No, not that place. <laughs> not by the roadside. No. People will be disturbing me when I'm dead. They will be, when cars pass, I'll be disturbed. That's how you even make a will. The moment you start uh, having assets in this life, you have, to, you have to now think about a will. Because the moment properties come in, then people's eyes begin to twinkle. I know some, somebody who is trying to sell a property. There are a couple of them. Already, there's confusion. Because when they see the something, something million, it's almost like the million is already in their pocket. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much GIA will take from you. You'd be surprised how much lawyer will take from you. You'd be surprised which brother or sister will bring confusion and take another 500,000. <laughs> I tell you, before you realize the 8 million you told me you were going to get, you get only 2 million. Now all your Christianity disappears. <laughs> now you get a 2 million. The question is, how do you use the 2 million? Many people don't know how to use 2 million. Carol, what would you, what would you do with 2 million? Finish my house. You finish your house. And then. Right away. No. In Castello's name. No, no. <laughs> you, you have to even look at that. You see, when you are numbering your dates, you even, it's like, okay, you are going to work all your life and build a house, and then who owns it when you are no more? Because when you die, you can't use the house. Even if you say, sell it, when they sell it, what are they going to use the money for? So, some of you should give your, your house to the church. That, that is how, it just even came into my head. I didn't plan to say anything like that. That is how the Catholic church is so rich. The Catholic church, all the priests that they have, every property they have, they will it to the church. 
So the man is a, is a priest. He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have a child. So if he owns a house, they sleep, they stay in the church premises. You see all the priests, they live in the church. So if he has a house somewhere, it's just, so they, they, they will it. They give it to the church and the church sells it. That's why the Catholic church has a lot of money. Have you not seen the Catholic church? If you go to the corner of the world, you see a Catholic church there. You won't see Shepherd House because we'll be sitting on we money. Yeah. Prince is sitting on his money. <laughs> That's how that church is so strong. They have churches everywhere. No matter what you say about the Catholic Church, they are strong because they have money. And money does a lot of things. And so you think about it. So this savings that you don't want to give it to the church as an offering. When you die, what happens to it? It's Akim, your brother, who will go to the Republic Bank and say, it's me, sister. This is a death certificate. <laughs> Officer Lala. <laughs> it's Officer who's going. God forbid. I hear my wife has some little 500,000 here. She died the other day. I want, I want, I want draw out all the money. Officer, where's your ID? <laughs> my name and my number is right here. Can you see it? I see it. <laughs> Think about it. Who are you storing up things for? Even the things you are, you are storing up, your child wouldn't like it when they get to your age and your size. Is them, them old people think? Nah. Me wonder. Think about it. I was, I, was, I was talking to, you know, a, a senior pastor yesterday. And I was telling him how we made, we, we came to Guyana with a 20-foot container. And I was telling him, oh, when, when, when you, your CSD is very fantastic. Your current state delusion. Because when we were coming, we didn't want to give up our bed. Because the bed was enough money I bought the bed for. Uh, you know, I told you about my bed that I used to lie on. This is my white bed with lights on the side. I saw it in a book and I ordered it. I called the people. I said, I want the white bed in page 84. They said, we have 72 hour service or 24 hour service delivery. Which one do you prefer? I said, 24 hours. Okay, so then 25 euros added to it. I said, no problem. Charlie, I was there between 12 and 24 hours. I heard my, my, bell, my bell ring. When I looked at it, I said, yeah, Neckerman, we're here to deliver. I said, wow. Those days, there was no online. It was book. You go into a catalog. You look at the page, and you say, you call, and you give them the number. My bed came. Came with mattress. The, 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 what, the bottom, they call it, isn't it? The base, bottom. Uh, some, it was some one by three, some fancy one by three, and they've kind of uh, uh, um, glue it together. So you, 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 you unwrap it like that. A mattress and a bedside table on one side here, one side. White bed. Angelic. I was living alone, and my wife was going to come, so I said, I need a bed. How many, how many of you have beds? You're not married, and you don't have bed. When are you waiting for bed? Some of you men, you don't have even a bed. <laughs> I see a bed you don't have. Francis, are you sleeping? 
Clive, do you have a bed? Look at you. You, you want a red woman? Uh, you don't have a bed. <laughs> red woman has problems. Uh, you don't have a bed. <laughs> Taiwan! You got bed? Taiwan got bed. You make your own bed. Uh, you make your own bed. All right. <laughs> yeah, you make your own bed and you lie on it. Yeah. Solid. You may use two by four. Two by four. You can make a simple bed. Though. Two by four, one. Two by four, two. Show it. You can even make your... If the bed you and Kesha are on, if it's moving too much, you know. Yep, yep. You have to strengthen it. With two by four. Because Kesha's size, you know, you got to bounce on the bed like that. <laughs> you put blocks underneath. <laughs> yeah. Probably even wear the, wear the bed. <laughs> yeah, no, the children, you gotta, you gotta block their ears. <laughs> then I started sleeping on the bed. Huh? When I wake up in the morning, my back. Because the, 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 the bottom, or it's not base base, but what, what the mattress is on, is the, the lads. Lads, lads. The expert is saying lads. The mattress was so soft that when you, you know, depending on your mattress, when you lie on the mattress, it, 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 it shapes your body. So, if your back goes in, because here it can be very heavy. And so your legs, and then your back goes in like that. So your body is not straight when you lie down. So when you wake up in the morning, you see that it's like you have to be fixed again. Because you were broken into pieces where you were lying on a bed. I used to look at the bed and say, ah! And the people even sent me one letter that I wasn't paying for the bed. If I don't pay, they'll come and pick up the bed. <laughs> so one day, I was guided to a bed with a nice base. Ah, lads. <laughs> and the base were like, were like, it's not spring, it's wooden with some fancy something. Hey, I bought it for, I paid with me money. It was expensive. Simple steel. I said, me want no wood bed no more. I want steel. I want metal. Reinforce. So when the time came for, for me to come to Guyana, I said, me give you nobody me bed. It's like, I'm dying, I want to take my bed into my grave. <laughs> so I brought my bed here to Guyana. Oh yeah, I brought it. Mommy brought her bicycle. You said she's not leaving her bicycle for nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I brought my children, Lois and Titi, their bed. It was a bunk bed, nice steel bunk bed. I brought it with the mattresses. And we said, hey, we are dying, but we will drink milk. So let's buy a case of sterilized milk. So when we get over to the other side, we can drink it. They say, let's buy rice. Because Ghana, we don't know what kind of rice them be if they even have rice. But bags of rice. But I, but we, we, because we brought the perfume rice. Thai homali. Thailand rice. 
not a uh, 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 Caribbean rice. Think on it, think on it. I will eat Caribbean rice. No, 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 that's right. <laughs> Any time. <laughs> Any kind of rice, some kind of rice. <laughs> perfume rice brought sacks of them then we said our children the soap they've been bathing we don't know what kind of soap we're going to see in Guyana so let's do a case of milk maishe it's a nice milky uh, uh, um, body wash for them girls five and three ah it smelled milky it was a yellow bottle we bought it in a case so Lois and Titi can continue to use the nice white man type of bathing soap they were using. When we came, when they, when they are bathing, well, a whole bottle finishes two days. And I said, you know what? Palm olive is a nice soap. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go and get a toilet soap. This kind of uh, liquid, liquid, watery, watery soap thing, it ain't working because as they are learning how to bath themselves, it's even trouble. So it's like you have to bath them so that you use a little bit of the, of the, of the soap. Yeah, the lights and the go. You pour the whole thing. It's like juice. You pour the, the finish. Then I say, you know what? I remember when I was growing up, palm olive was the best soap. And I said, when I go to the supermarket, I see palm olive. So thank God I've seen palm olive. We are going to use palm olive. At least I know this one. Yeah. Palm olive. You can scrape. Ah, it's still there. <laughs> Weeks. I said, I have conquered a the problem. Then juice. We even brought juice. And that, that even made us buy. That's when DSL was the only kind of wholesale kind of supermarket in those days. In 2005, 2006. So DSL. We brought matches to light our stove. Hey! You can't take nothing away that way. So I was saying to the, 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 the pastor yesterday, I said, hey, I can't believe I, I did all of this. Even the money for the container, the money to ship, Calvin, the money could have gone into my pockets. Container from Amsterdam, Holland, all the way to South America. Hey, transit in Trinidad. It was top of in Trinidad. So I went to empty the container, brought it home in Trinidad. Then when Prophet said I should come to Guyana, I took it back into another container because I'm not living in Trinidad. Me bad? No. Mm-hmm. He gave me a John Finance. I declare it. I didn't know anybody. A big counter brought the thing to my, where we were staying in Echoes. They offloaded into my yard and they left. I didn't know G then. I didn't know Shari said, Shari man, come, come do this thing for me. Huh? Me alone, this bed, mattress, aisle, rice, bicycle. Me alone, fetch everything from morning to late in the afternoon to the house. I was in my 30s then, so I was strong. <laughs> when I thought about it yesterday, I said, why you did for stupidness? 2000, stupidness with the point. <laughs> Stupidest who, 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 who goes on a mission field with his own bed? When you came here without a container, didn't you have a place to sleep? We think about things, we have to think about life. 
I say, if I have to move again, I don't know what happened, but I'll take my bag. Because it's only 23. So sometimes I tell mommy, I said, if we have to go somewhere again, it's only one suitcase you carry. I don't fancy suitcase here. <laughs> I am paying no extra fee for no extra luggage. You have to do four church clothes, four working clothes, one shoe, and then we carry a bag and we go along. We have to call the people from the church and say, please, we're doing a, how do you call it? You call it? Yeah, 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 tech, yeah, tech. No, yeah, sir. Yeah, tech. Yeah, tech. I said, come, whatever you want to take, take it because I can only take one bag with me. You see, we don't number our days. We don't think about life. So we think that we can. I mean, you have shoes, you have clothes. It's because you think that you're going to be here forever. As you're changing yourself every day, it's like you've forgotten that you're going to die. As you wake up in the morning, going to hustle and put food on the table, you think that you are going to do that for the rest of your life. A day will come, you will not get up from the bed. A day will come, you want to get up from the bed, you will not get up from the bed. You can't move. I mean, God forbid, if, if anybody was to be injured before you die, you are injured in a way that you are. You are. You see, there's a point in, in time. The point in time in life where you you be you begin to become dependent on other people. Then you become a problem. I tell you. God forbid you don't go through that phase. Everything you are going to do, somebody gotta carry you, including bathing. I remember my father, his last days. My father, see, my father, it's sad he's dead. I would have asked him about 200 questions by now. The man built his house, built his own master bedroom, built master bedroom for his wife on one wing like that, north to south. And then separated the place with the living room and then them children on this other side. And in his room, he put hot and cold Everybody else is bath cold water. <laughs> you apply your heart to wisdom. <laughs> Even my mother, you give my mother a room. And my mother didn't have hot and cold. He only had hot and cold. And he has his key. Lucky door, he put it in his bag and he gone. Yeah. Then the bathroom, you, know, step, you step in. He had a little, like a one block level, you know, in front. At the point when he's going to bath, it was just about, it was just like this. At the point when he's going to bath, you have to help him into the bathroom. And he couldn't lift up his leg to go over and step into the bathroom. So you have to hold his leg for him and raise it and put it inside. So, so we had to organize the block to be broken. Because why do you do something that, 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 that is, you have created something that is giving you trouble. You have to break it. You have to break it because at the point, he couldn't even lift up his leg. It was, he, he drags, drags like that. 
There's no energy to lift up the Lego. The Lego has been working for 70, 80. My father was 86 when he died. He has been working for 86 years of his life. The Lego said, I'm tired. Can't raise, can't lift it. Drag it, can't lift it. Now, you're on six inches. Wait, the day is coming. Even half inch, quarter inch, you can't use. At time comes, you, you don't even want to wear any shoes, any slippers. They have to put the slippers. You can't even go down. You see, a time will come. If you put it on your own shoes, your own socks, your children have to, your grandchildren have to come and put on your own socks. That's why people like grandchildren, because they will put on your socks for you. Because your child is busy, you ain't got time for can't put no socks on you. Karen, your grandson, you can't put your shoes on for you. Say, come, tie it for me. Because you realize that going at this where you used to go down and tie your shoes. Now, when you go, you get stuck. <laughs> You're frozen. Number your days. Number your days. You don't know when you die, so think about dying. Think about the days you have here. One of the reasons why we have to also number our days is even because people number other things but not their days. How much money I have? How much does I have? But you don't know how many years you have left. You don't think about that. You don't think about that. Yeah, number your days and number if you number them, you see that challenge, all the things that you are numbering, it doesn't make sense. Numbering people's business, mining people's business, numbering, numbering people's business. You have to number your days. Because if you don't know, you have to understand that one day we will die, but we will be alive on the other side and will come into judgment. Hebrews 9, 27 says, it is appointed unto man once to die. And after death, judgment. That is why you need to prepare for that day. Reagan, you have to prepare for that day. You're getting big. Your children are getting big. You're getting to the end of your life. Yeah. You're going to die. So, you see, the number of this makes you even wise because wisdom also makes you even put things in place for your children, for example. Before they, you die and then they have to fight. When you are here, they won't fight. So, divide the property. Make the arrangements whilst they cannot fight. Don't allow them to do it by themselves when they will fight. You see, many people think, that, oh, if you do that, it's, like, it's an omen. You're bringing bad luck. Why, why are you dead and you, 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 you giving away things? Like, why? You, 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 when you do that, you are going to die fast. You try that. It must be said, your children must be, must be brought into knowledge of what must happen. My father did a, a, a booklet like that of what must happen to him when he dies. He gave it to all of us. Every single person got to eight of us. Anytime I go to Ghana and I visit, you say, all my documents are here. When you open this wardrobe, 
Right side there. You see that box there? All my things are there. Because see, that's one to die. And people, you can't find anything. So people die, you can't find anything. You don't even know what they have. I remember the first time I saw his will. It was addressed, the last will and testament of Victor Collins Asabri, senior. And it was, the, the, the back of it, the envelope was sealed like a red, red candle or red something. When I saw the red, I, 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 I miss King Crawl. Because like blood. It was tight. So when he died, I went to, I went to pick up the will. Because nobody knew where it was. And we read it, we went through it, even before the court. Before we went to court, we knew what he had said. When he was about to die, he owned 200 acres of land. Yeah. He, he, he had that. His grandfather, who was a chief, gave it to him. He built a school on it. And the school was taken over by the government, but the land was still in his name. About six months before he died, he signed the land to the school without telling any of us anything. Because if you had not done that, we will remove the school. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, me and my brothers will remove the school. We'll go to the government and say, Mr. Government, we've come for our land. Take your school, we are taking our land. Yes. The man got a whole big of piece of land from his grandfather who was the chief. He built a secondary school there for many years. And when the school was doing well, the government said, oh, one man can't get a name like that. I want to take over the school and make it government school. So he agreed. He gave the school to them because he said he wanted the, the, the posterity. He wanted the school to be there for a long time. The school is there up to today. If he was running the school, the school would have been closed because I ain't there for one no school. You see, you see how you number your days? He, he knew, he saw into the future that I may not be here. I cannot run this thing forever. As for government, I will die. Government will be there. So let me give the school to the government. And he signed a deal with the government that please don't remove Collins from it. It was called Collins Secondary School. He said, the only thing you should do for me is that don't take, ever take away the name Collins. And people have fought all these years to take away the Collins. They said, no, 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 no. We don't want to take away the Collins. It's in my hometown. Six months before he died, he signed a paper and he said, take the land also. When we saw the paperwork, we went to him and I said, sweetie, you signed the paper. Where were you born? Because my wife signed it as a witness. My, 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 my mother signed it as a witness. I said, how do you give so much land to government? Do you know how much 200 or whatever acres cost? Mommy, what kind of thing is this? I tell you, if the man had not organized that, Oh, the school will remove from the land. <laughs> and if you don't remove it, we'll break it down. Even the buildings, they were all built by my father. My father built all, all the buildings. I don't know whether they added some buildings or not, but majority of the buildings, that's how we grew up. I grew up, my mother was the matron of the school. We used to feed the students breakfast, lunch, dinner. Because all took care of all the meals. If we go anywhere, it's a school bus that will come and pick us up. Collins Secondary School. If I did nursery when I was in nursery, primary, you see Collins Secondary School bus, it's, it's, it's Collins that they come to pick up. Very clear. That's how we grew up. All the workers, the, the garden men, all, all the, some of them are alive too. When they see you, they say, hey, Collins. 
says, you grow, you become big. <laughs> Some of them are still high. The man numbered his days, so he signed up the land. Let me tell you, we would have killed people. <laughs> Shall we 200 acres of land? That's the whole scheme. Then you just sign it, old man sign it to the school just like that. You have eight children. I mean, you don't think you abuse your father. <laughs> but he knew that there would be confusion. Because his children will rise up one day and say, please, the land is for us. Before he realized the whole school, his name, everything has come down because he died. Why you number your days and not number other things? You will learn to put things in place. There are many properties without good documentation. Let me close with this fancy story. Some of you at um, um, uh, uh, housing is you name and you ex woman's name that is at the housing. Stand up to stand to your feet, stand to your feet. <laughs> you, 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 you met a woman and then. You, 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 you heading, you, you, you uh, let me just use it. You met a woman and then you think that you and her can apply for land together. The guy needs me to like them things, now. Huh? Now, when you get around and you break up, now you gotta go and fight. <laughs> I had a, a young lady in the church who went to see the doctor, she had some gynecological issues, went to see the doctor and the doctor said, you have to get pregnant now because of what I'm seeing after a year or two you cease to be pregnant so the church member had a boyfriend, they started making plans for child, boom child come so I said, why don't you just marry because you love him, he loves you. He said, uh, Reverend, um, we want to build our house first. I see, I've seen another stupid person. You want to build our houses, you're not married, you're going to build a house together. You heading good. If people who are married and build a house together, even our guys' problems. It's Guyana we live Guyana, a lot of things don't work for a long time, including marriage and relationships. You better. Register your house and build your house. Let him register his land, build his land. You live on one and you rent one. Are you dead? It's you and you people. I dead. It's me and me people. Peace, nice quietness. <laughs> no, if you live in Guyana, you have to. You have to think extra. 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 You meet a girl and then you went as far as housing. Your mother even doesn't know the girl, but housing knows the girl. <laughs> I mean, what kind of behavior is that? God doesn't know the boy, and you know the, the housing knows the boy. And now the boy is not in the country. You can't remove his name from the from the, from the paperwork at housing. He did. There are people with cases like that. The young lady told me, 
we, we want to build a house before the wedding. I said, who puts the cart before the horse? The horse cart. The cart is not in front of the horse. It is behind the horse. We marry before we build together. Even that one, there's no guarantee because here, if you make me, you get me vexed, I can. I is my own big man. Yeah, I is my own big man. You never strip in as I can. Even that. Then you are in the house. Then the guy has uh, uh, children. And they are coming to the house. And they're looking around. They want to poison you so that they can get the house. <laughs> My father told me when he was building our first house, first family house in, in, in his hometown, that's where we used to live. His nephew from our tribe, the nephews, they become heirs of their uncle's properties. So as he started the foundation, nephew used to come around to do inspection. <laughs> and check in his inheritance. He said one day he called him and said, bye, never step foot here again. <laughs> he said, this place here so, it's only wife and children. I don't want to see your face here again. That was the end of the story. As the people were digging the foundation, nephew come and say, hey, no, that, that is, that is too small. Mama says, stay it. Because it's for he, he uncle. When uncle dead, is he own. Even as you are building, they want you to die so that they can take the thing. Teach me to number my days. If you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ. You don't know when you are going to die, you know. If you are here, you are not serious with God. If you are here, you are not serious with church. What you are trying to say is that you own the days that are ahead. You own the years. You own the time that with you, you can decide when you want to do anything. My brother, my, my sister, you don't decide. It's God who decides. Every standing, if you can stand, if you are not... If you are not, maybe if you are not feeling well, that's okay. But if you are well and strong, let's stand in the presence of the Lord. Close your eyes. I want to pray for you. You, you know in your heart, you know that if you were to die right now, you will not make it to heaven. As much as you want to go to heaven, you know deep down in your heart that if you were to die right now, you will not go to heaven. Think about the message that came to you and decide and say, Lord. I don't know when I'm going to die. I don't want to wait till uh, next month before I get serious. I don't want to wait till 2023 before I decide to dedicate myself to you. I want to do it now. I have counted my days and I've realized that I don't even know when I'm going to die. The Bible says our life will come up like a, like a flower, like, a, like grass and river the next moment. Bishop, please pray for me. Lead me to the cross. I want to give my heart to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I've numbered my days and I realize that I need God now. If you're here like that, I want you to lift up your right hand. If you're here like that, I want you to just lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. Bishop, I've numbered my days. I've numbered my days. I've numbered my days and I realize that if I don't get serious now, 
is going to be big trouble. Your, your right hand up high. Your right hand. Your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you. If you lifted up your hand, you see, some of you are not serious with God. By default, Guyanese are not serious with God. I will not assume that all of you are serious with God. Some of you are not serious with God at all. Today, God is calling you that number your days and decide to be serious. If you are here like that also, your right hand must go up. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you lifted up your hand, can I ask you to come forward? Let me pray with you. Come, come, come to the Father. Though your gift is small, come. Come to the Father. Come. If you lifted up your hand, come to the front. God bless you. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them. Clap, clap, clap for them. God bless you. God bless you. Come to Jesus. You want to see us with God from today. This is your time. This is your season. You never know what's going to happen to you tomorrow. Come to Jesus now. Come for her as she comes. Come for her as she comes. Every day is crusade. Come to the Father. Look at me, open your eyes and look at me. What we are doing here is spiritual. Walking in, wearing your clothes, coming to sit down, being part of the service doesn't make you a Christian. And you realize that some people come to church, you come to church, you've been coming to church, but you have never decided, you have not made a decision yet. People, there are some people like that. They just come to church and as they come steady, steady, they think that they are okay. For church, you need to lift up your hands. You need to decide to choose the side of God and give your heart to him and, and repeat the sinner's prayer. And from that day, that is when there's a difference in your life. Otherwise, like the wedding in the Bible, everybody was wearing the, the correct type of uh, clothes. But there was somebody who was there who was not dressed properly. That is how it is when you come to church because you come steady, you come steady, you become comfortable, you think you're a Christian. Standing in a garage doesn't make you a vehicle. I've never seen anybody who has gone to stand in a garage and then they turn into a 212 or 192. It takes a decision. It takes a lot of things to, for you to transform. And if you come to this church and you come, you come, you've never given your life to Christ. God is calling you today. You don't know when you're going to die. God spoke to me about two pastors that I met just a little while ago. Their fathers are the main pastors of their churches. God told me to tell the pastors that their, their, their fathers, he's taking those two fathers away. They should number their days. Because as they've been hiding under the wings of their father, now the fathers are going to go. We will see what they will do. You never know where you are going. You will be coming to church. But you have never decided to give your heart to Jesus before. This is your moment. This is your time. Come to Jesus. Come, come, come. We're waiting for you before we pray. Come. Your gift is small. Come. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived.
There's no shyness. Heaven and hell is not about shyness. Come to Jesus. I'm waiting for you. Come to the front. I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Those in front, lift up your two hands. Up to God, your Father. Your two hands lifted up. All that you are saying is that I surrender. I give it all up. I give myself away to you. As a sign of your two hands. It's, it's a sign of surrender. The song says, All to Jesus, I surrender all. And with your heart touched by God, knowing that you need Him life. You need to now speak out and acknowledge that you are a sinner. Acknowledge that you need Jesus. Acknowledge that yes, heaven was going to to skip you. You are going to miss heaven if you were to die this morning. Your heart full of gratitude to God. Say this prayer with me. Say with me, Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I have numbered my days. And I have come to the realization that if I were to die, I would go to hell directly. But thank you God for this moment here in time bringing my mind to the day I will die. I repent of all my sins. I repent of all my evil ways. And I open my heart. I invite Jesus to come into my heart. To come into my life. I declare Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Make me a brand new person. Thank you, Father. And where says anybody who comes to you, you will not cast away. I believe you have accepted me as your child. I believe I'm born again. I believe I'll make it to heaven if I... Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name. I pray for these four beautiful souls. Thank you for your timings. Thank you for what you do at the right time and at the right place. I commit their lives to you. Their spirits, their souls, and their bodies. Take absolute control and absolute care of their lives. Help them in this new walk. Help them on this new road them on the decisions they have made the aftermath. You are the God of heaven and the God of the earth. You know all things and all things are known by you. Guide, protect and guard for the rest of the days here on earth. We are visitors here on earth. Just as we are renting places, we are just renters. The, the house is not for us. We are just renting apartments and living with people. We are, we, we are bound to be evicted one day and someday. 
that is why we know that giving our hearts and our lives to you is the best thing that can ever happen to us. Bless them as they walk with you and show them your ways and show them the, the right path to walk in. Satan, take off your hands. Take off your hands. Satan, your hands are broken and they are cursed over these lives. They belong to Jesus and they belong to God. And thank you for the fellowship we're going to begin to share with them in this beautiful place. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's Word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.